Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Inclusive growth and inequality. When I graduated from Wharton in 1986, Fortune 500 chief executive officers, CEOs, in the United States made about 30 times what the typical worker at his firm earned. If you think that was excessive, wait for what is to come. CEO pay really started taking off in the late 1980s and 1990s as Reaganomics and the Washington Consensus mindset took hold. The trend was throughout the West but most pronounced in the US, where it has been relentless. Depending on who you cite, and I read articles published in CBNC, published September 15, 2021, Forbes, July 15, 2021, and Business Insider, October 7, 2022. The latter two sites being more right-wing and ideologically slanted but not considered lunatic sites like the late Epic Times and other truth-starved, extremist and malevolent sites that cut and paste likes to quote as fact and founts of wisdom. I don't know if he has woken up to fact-based column writing as I have not read anything he wrote since he got evicted and went on a rant on that, and in my view, completely abused his platform and showed what seemed to be an unhinged multi-column rant of no relevance to anyone else, and they seemed devoid of any merit though that is no change from his other cut-and-paste efforts I suppose. The multiple for CEO to average worker pay in the US is now around 300 to 350 times, though Business Insider quotes the left-leaning Economic Policy Institute calculates the gap at the top 350 firms it has reached 399 times. The corollary to this unbridled and ultra-Darwinian capitalism brought about by Reagan and Thatcher, and embodied in the Washington Consensus, is an overdue backlash. No longer free trade and open borders, everywhere and all at once. Inclusive growth is now the mantra. Why? Overdue backlash. First, as I previously wrote, the Washington Consensus has failed. Not just for third-world countries like us, but even for the first-world countries like the United States and the United Kingdom though more for us as the Philippines was one of the most blind disciples of this, even decades after our neighbors stopped paying lip service to it as they were less naive and trusting than us. I have previously outlined how it has failed the Philippines through our manufacturing desert and the hollowing out of even necessary developmental and national security needs like food security and anticipatory infrastructure. How has it failed for the US and West? When 2008 happened, why didn't the US and then Republican President George Bush not let market forces take its course? the rallying cry was too big to fail. You saw the biggest bailout in history to save such private sector stalwarts like the entire car industry, General Motors, Ford and Chrysler, since taken over, all the major American commercial and investment banks with a few exceptions, insurance companies like AIG, and so on. Since then, it has been 100% the opposite of the Washington consensus, and please ignore what we told you Asians to do in 1997 when it was our turn. Did they let these failing companies face the consequences and open them for purchase by buyers from Japan, China and Korea? Of course not, unlike what we did for our cement sector and other companies that were bought or failed. Yes, for the US and the West, bail them out, prop them up and protect them as we need to shore up our industrial base, and prevent social and economic chaos and hardship. The opposite of what we were told to do, and were naive enough to follow. This first major global event against inequality and move toward inclusive growth emerged after the 2008 financial crisis. Occupy Wall Street and the vehement protests on where was their bailout for the mortgages and loans. Why was relief limited to the banks and giant companies? 
This reached an inflection point in the U.S. presidential elections in 2016. The mainstream of both major political parties, the Democrats and Republicans, were seen to fail on this. The displaced working-class voters saw their needs as neglected. Thus, the vigorous challenge of Sen. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Bernard Bernie Sanders to Hillary Clinton on the Democrat side and the nomination of the false prophet of the working class Donald Trump and his in-your-face populism for the Republicans. What a contrast to the most pro-free trade President Bill Clinton, who started his term with the approval of NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement, and ended his second term with the acceptance of China into the WTO, World Trade Organization. Safety nets. Now some Americans and economists looked more favorably at the previously maligned northern European countries with their social and economic safety nets funded by higher taxes and reasonable level of protectionism to ensure quality jobs, economic stability, food security and a robust welfare state to ensure social peace and stability. Japan, long criticized for its high food tariffs to protect local farmers and agriculture to ensure food security, was also criticized for the same. Now there was appreciation for the social peace and stability it provides. What do we have here for food? Neither food security nor low prices due to our import ever-increasing shortfall for our ever-increasing population. Compare all our major Asian neighbors, whether exporters like Thailand and Vietnam, and self-sufficient ones like Indonesia, which have food security and lower prices as imports are at most marginal and population growth moderate. So much for the vaunted demographic dividend as well. Another canard to justify regressive religious dogma in my view. In the U.S., the displacement of high-paying manufacturing jobs, hollowing out of the manufacturing base coupled with the displacement of wealth to the top 10% and most glaringly the top 1% had its vehement backlash. Part was the emergence of the false prophet Trump. More seriously, the return of class resentment with its corollary effects of racial discrimination and social division. Labor action. The U.S. also saw some return of labor action and an increase in popularity of labor unions after a four-decade decline. In 2023, there were successful strikes against the three car manufacturers which had broad public sympathy. The UAW, Union of Auto Workers, argued that senior management had a 30% compensation increase since the last contract. The workers wanted the same. Management's arguments that they can't afford that given the need to invest in electric vehicles, and so on, fell flat given the increases they got. Workers got a lot of what they wanted. In Hollywood, the Actors and Writers Guilds also had a multi-month strike partly to protect against artificial intelligence's use of their work without compensation. They also got a lot of what they wanted. Even the OECD, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, has gotten in on this and is promoting inclusive growth. The OECD is an intergovernmental organization with 38 countries and members, mostly first world, 
and as its website states, OECD countries and its key partners represent about 80% of world trade and investment. Even OECD mentions the aftermath of 2008. Here is what is on the cover page on inclusive growth, inequality puts our world at risk, the top 10% of income earners take 10 times more than the bottom 10%. Much more of that on that page. Look it up. It sure does not read like anything like the failed right-wing leave it to the private sector bias. What about us? The dearth of quality manufacturing jobs has led to being an overseas Filipino worker being a first and often only choice rather than an alternative. Would endo, end of contract, exist if there was a balance between quality jobs and qualified labor? Then what happens if the one wheel of the relative quality employment in the Philippines, BPOs, business process outsourcing, reverses? A. Caramba. P.S. Remember that much-promoted memorandum of agreement between the government and new-scale power for modular nuclear plants and all that hyping and ballyhooing? Please read the Huffington Post from January 5th and other publications that noted it like Bloomberg. New-scale has fired about 40% of their employees and is trying to reduce losses due to their cancelled contracts, including their landmark first power plant. But never mind, I suppose is what our nuclear rah-rah boys might be saying. Why let facts and reality interfere? PPS I urge my readers to watch Ari Melber's hour-long interview with Yuval Noah Hariri on YouTube. It is from MSNBC's The Beat from last November. I learned a lot and was enlightened. I have not learned more from an hour of viewing since watching Joseph Campbell and the power of myth in the late 1980s.